This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. 2021 NFL Draft in the books. Breaking it all down here on Steelers Standards Draft Extravaganza. Right after the conclusion of the final round was complete, we hopped on these microphones. Before we get into some storylines around the NFL and take a look at the old Brownies, Ravens, and Bengals and how they did as far as their draft class was concerned, we got a score to settle, boys. We have a bet. Yeah, we, we have got some bet bets to figure out. Settle. If you listen to our podcast before the draft on Thursday, we all did our final mock draft for the first round, put $5 on the line, see who got the most picks right, what team drafted who, and I all I know is I started 5 for 5. So, did you really? I came out the gate on fire. Wow. Big pick was that he Jamar did. Chase to a the Bengals. Perfect 5 for yeah. 5. Predicted that and I was rolling and then the Dolphins screwed it all up. They should have taken Penny's fool. They screwed that. We up. were yeah, laughing. We were texting each other laughing our butts off. The fact that they bungled that away. I bungled knew it. that I away. Called it. I called it on Wednesday. You did and I finally that. found that photo for you guys. To say, I've been alluding to that photo for so long, and I finally was able to find it and send it to you guys. Just a joke. They're a joke. Oh, my God. Joe but, Burrow's going to end up with another ACL MCL spring. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, that's a joke pick, but it's explainable because you're drafting Joe Burrow's best friend. Right. Yeah. And like there is a serious connection between the two. And look at all the drama BS going on in Seattle. Look at all the drama BS going on in um oh wow, I just had it on the tip of my tongue and uh, Green Bay with Aaron right. Rodgers and them not surrounding them with talent yeah. and the guys that they want. Maybe the Bengals and the Jaguars for taking Lawrence's buddy Etienne later. Maybe they're looking at their young quarterbacks and saying, you know what, maybe we will bow to yeah. them a little bit here and bend slightly. And, you know, the Bengals did end up taking an offensive lineman yeah. in the next round anyway. Yeah, so. I mean, and I think there's something to that. I mean, if Jamar Chase goes out there and has 1,300 yards receiving Which next he re- year, he probably could. He, he I mean, could. I mean, he realistically could. He's, in the what, the fourth pick in the or fifth pick in the draft. Like, that's why you're drafting a guy like that. I mean, if he does that, is it a mistake? No, of course not. But, you know, at the same time, there were more pressing needs. They did get an offensive lineman later. But, I mean, is it a joke? Maybe because of the fact that you have maybe the best offensive tackle prospect maybe in a while, and you take a receiver. But, again, if he goes for, you know, 1,200 yards next year, okay, this was probably a good idea. So I was five for five. Okay, what, so what did I end you up were with? five for five. Well, I don't have it all tallied. Oh, Jesus. Well, we gotta someone's go someone's got to tally it. But I have it. I have like things lined up. So Tom went five for five. Kellen, you went three for three to start. I went two for two to start. Except I got Kyle Pitts right at the fourth. It's it's all a bunch of scramblies. How do you, so? Here's what I did. What I did was I tallied whether or not you got the exact guy right. But okay. I also gave you a point if you got the position right. And then in terms of trades, because you 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 identified the right need. You you saw head-to-head with the team in terms of what they needed. If this criteria pans out with you winning, I'm putting the results <laughs> I just dispute. No, I just did it. I like. Uh, there's no way around it. I, you saw me doing it when you walked in here. So here's what I did. So for in terms of trades, because Kellen was the only one who traded, I went in terms I, – I looked at – I gave you a full point if you made the same pick of that same round, but say – so like Kellen had – a bunch of different trades that didn't happen in reality. And Tom and I didn't do any trades whatsoever. So if the team, if in the, in, in the, in the pick number, so because pick 11 was supposed to be to the giants, but ended up with Chicago. Yeah. I had that one off. Right. So 
if that it was Jalen, it was Jalen Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Justin. Sorry, I said Jalen. If if in that pick of what you had, if you had a quarterback and it was Justin Fields, I gave you points. And then if somehow you also had Chicago later on without the trade, having Justin Fields at quarterback, I also gave you points for saying, okay, it wasn't at that pick, but it was still correct. Okay. We right, that was incredibly out. complicated. How Why is that complicated? Just tally it up and tell me who won. Okay, so Tom, you have 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Damn, Tom. 15, I mean, I 16. I hate, I don't like the 17. Criteria, but still. You got 17 out of 34. 34? Yeah. Because there's 32. Oh, with, there, there's two. There's a possibility of two points a pick. I guess. How much did you get? Oh, wait, not out of 34. Sorry. Out Jesus. of 17 out of 64. I'm punting on this. I think it's over. <laughs> 17 out of 64. All Let's right. Kellen, Kellen got 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14. Yes. So Tom's winning. Damn it. I got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. I lost by one. Okay, that's convenient. You're getting good. I have now. I have okay. the data right here. All right, I'll take your five bucks whenever or not. I mean, you'll get my 500 pennies. Yeah, you'll get my 500 pennies. I'll give you five bucks when we get out of here. I am the Mel Kuyper of the group. I am I the mean, Todd McShay of the group. Realistically, though, we I only got like five. We probably only today, had so. each of us probably only had four guys right. Did you so. see that uh, the Dame Brugler from the Athletic? He, had, he didn't have them right to the teams, but, he but had the all top 14, 14 of his top players yeah. went in the top 14. It's amazing. That's damn impressive. Yeah, that's real good work. He should get more credit than Mel Kuyper or Tom McShay for sure, but that's a name that you don't hear as much. To the actual draft. Yes. We saw three quarterbacks get taken. One, two, three. That's only the second time it's happened in the modern era. And I thought it was going to be third one, two, time. three, four. I think it's third, third time. Third time? Yeah. Like, Son of a bitch. It was like, was on NFL Network this morning. It was like Joe Actually, Namath. I believe the NFL Network people before you. So No, no it was, it was like time. Joe Namath. And then it was Donovan McNabb's class in like 2000. It was like 1960s something or like whatever Joe Namath came out of, and then Donovan McNabb's class in like 2000. Whatever. Sounds like you got your facts straight perfectly there. You're killing this episode right now, Jacob. All three quarterbacks. One, two, three. We knew Lawrence and Zach Wilson were going to go one, two. That that was a given. Kellen and I predicted Trey Lance was going to go to the 49ers. It ended up being a total smokescreen, this whole Mac Jones, Michigosh, the Niners. You you couldn't trade up to take Mac Jones. You just couldn't do it. I think it it was a Justin Fields versus Trey Lance race between those two two guys for that team. And Trey Lance, listen, this is a guy that has the least amount of experience out of any of the quarterbacks that are coming into this draft class. Uh, Barely played last year. I think one game. Game one last game. Year it was a showcase do. for him, really, and he didn't play that great. He did not, um, and that's a lot of faith to put it into is. a guy for your number three overall pick. He's not going to start this year, though. Well, they I think that came needs out to be. and said they are not uh, trading Jimmy G. So it's pretty clear that Jimmy G will be there to usher in the trade. Is that the era. right move for yeah. San Francisco? I mean, if if you're going to draft Lance, right? I mean, you, I mean, and not to pat myself on the back here, but. You know, I did say if if they're going to keep Jimmy G, the perfect guy to take is Trey Lance because of the fact that he doesn't have to play right away. Now, granted, if he gets hurt, well, then he's going to have to go in and play. But do you guys the idea isn't he, there? Do you guys think he's ready? No, no, I don't. I, I think, think he's, he's. I think he's not that he's a project, 
but he he's going to need one year. Out of the five that were taken in the first round, I think he's the least NFL ready for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I like him more than I like Mac Jones a lot more. But, but I like him. I, I honestly them. like him more than I like Zach Wilson. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson. I put I put I put Trey Lance at three behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. As far as NFL ready though, as far as NFL. Ceiling. You're thinking potential. I'm yeah. thinking like you have to start a game tomorrow. I think he's fifth as far as the totem pole is concerned. As far Trey as Lance, for that. Yeah, 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 I agree. Okay. Like Trevor Lawrence, obviously number, number one. one. Stepping yeah, in, no you can't, you can't stepping in training camp in Jacksonville, and yeah. he's the starter. Fields is probably. I'd fields. say Fields is two. I'd say Trevor and Fields are one and two in all categories: talent, potential, NFL ready. All three of them. NFL readiness. Jones is third, and yeah. then it's. Wilson and Lance. Yeah, probably. But Wilson's going to start. Right, Wilson. No, you think Zach Wilson's yeah. more NFL ready than... No, I think Mac Jones is more NFL ready than Zach Wilson. Oh. And he's no, than then Justin Fields. No. no. I said oh, Fields okay. and Lance. Oh. Are you paying attention this episode no, at all? You said, you you said, I'm going to put him you in said Wilson and Lawrence. You said Wilson and Lawrence. No, he said Lawrence and Fields are the most NFL Thank ready. You, and I'm then glad Jones, someone's listening to and me then while I'm talking. Wilson and Lance. I'm still tallying over here. I'm just making sure I'm... I'm, I'm right. Stop tallying. It's over. Tom won. What was your favorite one of the quarterbacks picked as far as fit was concerned? <sighs> Fit-wise, I mean, I think... Fit? I think the one that makes the most sense is Mac Jones. I, I mean, I would agree with that. I mean, I, I think Jones ended up in the perfect situation. I mean, not that, you know, everyone's got the comparison of Brady's. Brady Didn't he say that to Goodell yeah, when he got but, on the stage? I mean, when he dapped him up, he was like, I don't tell anybody, but this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah, like, well, I mean, how, how wouldn't you want it to... To be compared to Brady, I mean, I know that's a massive amount of pressure on you. I'm sure that, you know, he didn't put it there. But someone, you know, said, oh, he's Brady 2.0. He's just like him. I mean, wouldn't you want to go play for one of the best coaches ever? Wouldn't you want to be in the same system that the greatest quarterback ever played in? I mean, I would. You know what I mean? I don't think very highly of Mac Jones. I don't think he's going to be some great quarterback or that he's going to be Tom Brady. But he is in a damn good situation. I mean, he, he was in a really good situation in Alabama, too. I mean, Jacob, you made the, the, the point off the air, you know, that he had Devontae Smith. He had Jalen Waddle. He had uh, Najee, Najee Harris, Harris. He had a great offensive Landon, line. Yeah. Landon Dick, yeah, not Landon yeah. Dickerson. Creed Humphrey right. and I Alex mean, Leatherwood. Yeah. You're in a, a really good situation in college. Now you go to the NFL and you're in a really good situation. Right. That's a team that, that brought in a lot of free agents. It, it's a team that's getting guys back due to, you know, because of COVID opt outs. And oh, by the way, you're with the greatest coach ever, and you're coming from a, you're coming into a system that the greatest quarterback ever played in. Right. It's a really good situation. So, I mean, I guess based on that, he's probably got the best fit. Um, you know, I, I I really think that that uh, Trey Lance is going to end up in a really good situation. Maybe not this year, yeah. but you know, probably next year, um, just because of the fact that Shanahan's such an offensive genius, he's gonna figure out a way to to, to utilize. What, what Trey Lance does. And again, I think he's in a good situation just because he doesn't have to play right now. He's the only quarterback out of that group. I guess Mac Jones probably doesn't have to play right away. You still have Cam Newton, but he's the one that for sure isn't, you know, the plan is for him not to play at all this year. I like the Bears trading up to get Justin Fields. That's a good situation, that, that too. That seems to be the consensus steal or the best move of the draft from the I first round. I don't know round. if it was a steal, but I think it was Maybe the Maybe not the move. steal, but the best move. Yeah, yeah it was it a good was, move. It was a great— Just, you, don't, you don't think that Chicago could do something that helpful to their franchise. But it's a great trigger that they pulled. Yeah. And I mean, you can't go into the season with Andy Dalton. I mean, you, you can, and if he beats outfields, okay, but you have to have a competition for Andy Dalton. Yeah, and, you know— Bears obviously weren't trading up into the top 10. 
No, I mean, right. Or they would have explored that option before the draft. Maybe they had it and the, the deal was just never in place for the right price. They went to 12, but right, when to get Fields, him? 11. So 11, okay. When Fields kept dropping and dropping and dropping, you know, they just had him on a silver platter. It was almost too good to be right. true. They had to find a way to get up as high as they could because there was just no way he was going to make it to their original spot at no, pick number 20. No way. And, you know, it's funny. When the Eagles jumped up in front of the Giants, mm-hmm. I— Did you think they were going quarterback? I thought they were going to go quarterback, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought that they traded with Dallas, the Eagles did, which is right. a weird trade, first of all. But yeah. they swapped—it was it was NFC East section of this draft. They just where it went moved Dallas, picks, right? Giants, Eagles, yeah. and the Eagles and the Cowboys swapped. Yeah. And I thought the Eagles' mindset at the time was the Giants might not have faith in Daniel Jones. They might take Justin Fields because he fell because— and the Cowboys, they knew the Cowboys weren't going to take right. him. Right, sure, you have that. So they get on the phone with the Cowboys. They work out a deal. They cut in front of the Giants. Turns out I was probably right about their concerns, just about the wrong player. I think mm-hmm. the Giants were zeroing in on Devontae Smith, yeah. and he got taken out from under them by the Eagles, which then the Giants were open to moving back because yeah. their guy was off the board. And, and they ended up taking a receiver anyway, the they Giants did. did. Up and it was kind of weird. It wasn't exactly like a yeah, slam dunk Yeah, it was a reach pick. almost. On yeah. It's almost like, so they saw... Devontae Smith go off the board. Mm-hmm. So they say, okay, we, we want out. a wide receiver, yeah. but we're too high. Yeah, yeah, we'll trade back Bears. And then they reached again on a wide yeah, receiver. They could have traded sense. back even more on right. So, yeah, they got good capital. They get a Bears first-round pick sure. next year. Yeah. So they're going to be having two first-round picks and at least. And the Bears the aren't going to be really good, I don't – I mean, well, they, they might, you might be competitive. Fields could be really good. So. Could be. But, but are you, you, know, you going to make the playoffs next year with Fields? I wouldn't bank I on that. I bet the Giants said at worst that pick will turn into 16 or 17 or and something And you can like get that. good capital there. Yeah. You know, middle of the draft, right. So the Giants, I think it was a good move for them. Uh, it was questionable to pick Kadarius Tony, but – yeah, I thought the Eagles were going to jump up and take him. I, yeah, I, really I mean, knew. I hear you. I knew a team was going to jump up. Oh, sure. Much to say that he I, wasn't going to sit there until like twenty. It wasn't going to be a Lamar Jackson situation. Do you think Bill Belichick would like to maybe get into that trade up game a little more, or do you think he was kind of just standing pat because it was already at pick number ten? He was five picks away. He was just saying, "I'm going to risk it." If there's no chance both Fields and Jones are gone by the time I get here. So I would like Fields, but if he's not there, I'm comfortable with Jones, so no need to trade up. I'll just stand Right, and I think that's kind of where he was at. I mean, because when you look at the the quarterback position, and especially after the Eagles take Devontae Smith, um, the run of teams in front of you, you know, Dallas, um, the Giants, um, the Chargers, the Jets, none of them were taking quarterback. You know what I mean? You did make the point maybe no need, maybe right. the Giants were, you know, if you know, maybe they were thinking that, hey, we don't want uh, Daniel Jones or we're souring on him a little bit. Sure, maybe you can make that argument, but it's not a for sure need. And I think that's the idea that Belichick had and the Patriots had was, look, if we sit until 15, we're either going to get Fields or we're going to get Mac Jones. One of the two is going to fall to us. And I think they got the guy that they wanted to all along. You know, I do think that um, that's the guy that Belichick and the, the Patriots had circled and said, if he falls to us, that's the guy we want. And, you know, do I think that if, four quarterbacks would have went off the board right in a row. Do I think maybe they would have traded up maybe to try to get, you know, Fields or, or, or Jones, whoever it was that wasn't the fourth quarterback taken in Atlanta. I think that completely changes the complexion of the draft. Um, you know, it's kind of fun to go back and fantasy book the draft, but if that happens, do, do they get their guy? I don't know, but it ended up happening like, Hey, we can just sit at our original pick and we get the guy we wanted all along. I I'm honestly shocked. Uh, Belichick didn't move up. Yeah. He had a lot of he's, capital. He's head man. coach and he's GM. I mean, this is his team. It's his word. 
And honestly, I thought he would have been the guy to say, okay, you know, we, we tried out someone already in the league without Tom and it wasn't working. You know, we have to go out and get the best guy available. And I would have thought that Belichick would have thought the best guy available would have been Justin Fields, but maybe he thought he was too similar to Cam Newton in terms of a, a mobile quarterback. Maybe he just wanted and someone. That's fair. Maybe he just wanted someone like, like uh, uh, Mac Jones who can just stand in the pocket or or not be too flashy with with running out of the pocket or scrambling whatever doing mobile quarterback like things and just say hey you know I have the running backs I have receivers except for the fact that Mac Jones no longer has those options available to him that's that's the problem I have with Mac Jones is his his offensive weapons in New England are far worse than what he had in Alabama I couldn't even tell you who the starting run is it still Sony Michelle the starting running back and in New England, who were the who were the receivers other than Julian Edelman that are left in New England? I, I honestly don't know. Turning the page towards the other NF or excuse me AFC North opponents for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the rivals. Looking at their draft classes and starting with the Baltimore Ravens, they picked the biggest need at their first pick in the first round when they snagged Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver out of Minnesota, and then they used. Uh, their second first-round pick, pick number 31, to take away the linebacker out of Penn State. So That's a really good They lost too. Judon. They replaced him with a linebacker in the first round, and they have yet to find a good receiver to pair with Lamar Jackson. So they're going to give a spin with Rashad Bateman and see if he can turn out to be that guy. And they're they're relying on young wide receivers. They did that last year, too. I mean, you took another wide receiver in the yeah, fourth round, Tylen uh, Wallace. Probably going to make the team State. just because of a lack of depth Fourth-round pick, too. Yeah, right, fourth-round pick. Team, He's, yeah. He should make the team, sure. But, I mean, you know, you're in a tough situation if you're Baltimore because you are relying on, on, on rookies and, and sophomore players. You know, are they can they play right away? I don't know, but they're going to have to. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have a lot of wide receiver help. And Owe is interesting because um, he didn't have a sack last year at Penn State, which is pretty shocking considering a lot of people had him as, you know, maybe a late first rounder, definitely early to mid-second guy. He didn't have a sack last year for Penn State. But he still, I mean, to that he still showed like his athletic prowess and, and the fact that he's an explosive outside linebacker edge type guy. Um, and he didn't have a sack. You know what I mean? It would be really hard for me to draft a guy that didn't have a sack last year in college football. In the first round. Too. In the first round. I mean, that that's a tough situation. I mean, I think Oway is a good player. You know, I watched him a lot being a Penn State fan. But, man, it would be tough to draft a guy in the first round that didn't have a sack last year at a position that – sacks are the mo one of the most important things you can do in that yeah, position. Yeah, exactly. It, it's very strange. But, I mean, if he comes in and all of a sudden, you know, maybe, you know, he gets, you know, four or five sacks, whatever, uh, you know, it, it's just very interesting that they would go that way. Yeah. Um, I mean, granted, someone was going to take him first sure, or, or mid-second or early second. But to use a first-round pick on him, a guy that didn't have a sack last year, Art, I, I wouldn't have done that. On, on SNR's cover SNR's – cover SNR's coverage <laughs> of go. the draft. Arthur Motes went as far to say is he was happy the Ravens went after him because now it's just another inefficient tackler that the Steelers can play against. He he, he Arthur Motes was happy that the Ravens went and spent a first round pick on this guy. Yeah, yeah. So if that tells you anything, it, it seems like it, it it was almost not necessarily a reach, but just an, maybe just overall not the right pick. They took two corners, one in the third round, one in the fifth round. The fifth round being Sean Wade, a guy that the Steelers, the wanted, I think, had a target on and potentially would have snagged if he was available when they were picking. 
Dalen Hayes, defensive end out of Notre Dame, and Ben Mason, fullback out of Michigan. Fullback in the fifth round. That's a little interesting. Yeah. A little Harbaugh connection there, maybe. I mean, Michigan, it's your last Michigan pick fullback, of. Michigan yeah. fullback, Harbaugh, giving a little word to his brother. But decent draft class for the, the Ravens, you know. They didn't really get a game changer, I don't think. Uh, I think Rashad Bateman, they're hoping, can be that guy, but it's someone that, you know, rated as the fourth or fifth best wide receiver in the draft class. So, you know, that's we talked about it on the Najee Harris episode, Kellen. How often can you get the best player at your position group of need when you're picking this late in the draft? Well, yeah. the Ravens only picked three picks after the Steelers, and their biggest group, their biggest need was wide receiver, and the best player available was number four on a lot of people's right. big boards at that spot. Right. So, count the Steelers' blessings that they were able to get yeah, the number one running back. It goes back to that point, sure. Exactly. So nothing to really fear too, too much as far as the Ravens. I think Bateman's concerned. a good player, though. It's just a matter of is Lamar Jackson going to get him the ball enough? I don't know. I mean, I still think he's he's not a great passer, um, but I think Bateman's a good player, and I think is a good player, too. But, you know, it's just interesting. Is he, you know, not having a sack last year really rubs me the wrong way. I do think Ben Cleveland was a nice pick, though. Now with the Cincinnati Bengals, we know they took Jamar Chase in the first round, number five overall, when a lot of people thought they should take Penny Sewell. Uh, I thought they should take Penny Sewell, yeah. but you know, I just knew they were going to bangle it, and they took Jamar Chase, uh, Joe Burrow's best friend from LSU, and a great connection on the field as well. Not yeah, absolutely. The field. Uh, then they take Jackson Carmen, a tackle out of Clemson, who was popular uh, fella in a lot of our yeah, very popular, here, yeah. But not this early. It was more so no, in, in the third, third round. round but yeah. And I think that goes to the fact that there was a little bit of uh, stretches of tackles going. Uh, you know what I mean? They thought, hey, if we don't take him here, we might not get him in the third round. Also, maybe the fact that they knew they passed up on Penny Sewell. Yeah, and so hey, we they, need one we here. Need a tackle now. Yeah. yeah. Then they went defense for the next three straight picks. Uh, they got. Oh, defensive line for the next yeah. two picks with Osai, Sample, both defensive ends, and a defensive tackle out of LSU. I like the Osai pick, I'm not going to lie. I like all three of those picks because yeah. their defensive line just needs a renaissance. And what better way than just run three straight <laughs> picks on it? So yeah. that was great. Then they took another tackle, which I think is smart for them. You know, you got to get some depth at that position, have someone challenge Jackson Carmen or whoever your starter is going to be. Yeah. And they had three fourth round picks too. Like all those guys can definitely make the team. Maybe, you know, a couple of them end up starters. Took a center in the sixth round. So that's three offensive line yeah. taken by the Bengals so it's not like they completely ignored it took a nice running back in round six as well who's not going to push Joe Mixon in the slightest bit but he know, could, they, they did just lose Giovanni Bernard though so yeah. they definitely need someone to be replaced there they took another defensive lineman in round seven probably just the depth guy just yeah. to fill out some more bodies on that line uh interesting pick is round five though when they took the kicker out of Florida, Evan yeah. McPherson. Uh, I don't know if I'd use a fifth-round pick on a kicker. I don't know either, but, you know, if it turns out to be Sebastian Janikowski, I mean. Yeah, I mean, but then again, you got to think, though, their kicking situation was really bad last year. Like, Randy Bullock stinks. And, I mean, he, he was also the guy that missed the field goal, and then, like, didn't he hurt his leg or something? And they went to overtime, and he still kicked, and then he <laughs> hurt his leg again or whatever. Um, I don't know if I would use a fifth-round pick on a, on a kicker, but at the same time, it's probably a position of need, and I'm assuming, I don't know much about kickers um, in the college ranks, but he's probably the best one out there. Although, I don't know if I'd be taking a kicker from Florida either. You know what I mean? Playing in the AFC North, you're going to be playing in snow. And Cold the, weather. You yeah. know what I mean? Who probably knows? from Florida. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. I don't know if I'd have been doing that. And finally... I think the team that won the draft as far as the AFC North is concerned, Cleveland. and maybe even as far as the NFL is concerned, I think the Cleveland Browns filled a lot of needs, and I think they got a couple of players that could be game changers next year. 
uh, and be contributors. Greg Newsom, the second, the cornerback really out good. of Northwestern. That's going to be a great pairing with Denzel Ward there. But I wonder, the only question, I not it's really a question because he's a great player. They're going to find a place for him. But where does he go in that cornerback room? You know what I mean? Like, they, they brought in Troy Hill. They have... It's Excuse a, me. It's a great problem. It is a great problem to have. I mean, that's great. I'm not, I'm not, but I just wonder, you know, you're using a first round pick on a position group. That's already a strength. I mean, I know you're making a strength, a strength by bringing him in, but that's a crowded room. I guess that, like you said, it is a good problem to have. I just wonder how they're going to balance that. Right. And then I think they got maybe one of the biggest steals of the draft. With He's interesting. Jeremiah Wusukormoa. Yeah. Okay. JLK. It just depends on where they put him. Yeah, he's all scheme driven. That's the and he's a little bit undersized. But yeah, if you use him right, he could be a game breaker. And he was a first round talent. He in was a lot of people's mock drafts. So for them to get them at him at number fifty two either tells you that a a lot of the league has a lot of reserves about him, or b they just don't know what they're talking about. And the Browns just got extremely lucky and found right. their inside linebacker of the future. And I think part of that goes to the fact that. He's so small, uh, and I know that doesn't matter in a lot of places, but he's, you know, only, what, 6'2", like 220, 215. You know what I mean? Like, that's not exactly the most intriguing player to put an inside linebacker in the NFL. Not to say that he can't do it, but I think a lot of teams worried worried about his size. And if you're going to draft a guy like that, if you're going to draft JOK, um, you need to have a plan for him. You can't just say, ah, we're going to plug him into inside linebacker or, hey, we're just going to put him at safety. Like, you can't – you know what I mean? You have to have some sort of idea right. for him. And now, granted, once he started falling, I think it was worth a team just to say, hey, the hell with it. He's a first-round talent. Let's take him. And I think that's what the Browns ended up doing. Um, I don't know if they necessarily have a plan for JOK or if they even thought they'd get a chance to draft him. Um, but it's just a matter of where you're going to put him. Is he going to play safety? Is he going to play – you know, is he going to play linebacker? Is he going to be kind of like a Mike Hilton type guy? You know, he's much bigger than Hilton, but you get my point. They also traded back into the fifth round to get Tony Fields, the second out of West mm-hmm. Virginia. So they definitely had linebacker depth uh, Circle, as a priority. Yeah. yeah, and then I like the wide receiver pick of Schwartz. Anthony Schwartz, fastest yeah, guy good. in the draft. And you already have good. so many good receivers on that Cleveland team, so many good pass catchers with Jarvis Landry and Joku and OBJ if he can stay healthy. And if you have a guy in Schwartz that all he has to do is burn down the field and he has hands that are sure enough, I mean, he's going to he's gonna catch some home runs next year. Kellen yeah, sure. kind of called this one. Kellen, you had them going receiver in the first round because you think they're going to part ways yeah, with Odell? I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen or if this indicates that. But, but if that happens. I don't know if it would with Schwartz. Cause Schwartz is just a guy that I think yeah. you tell you run in a straight line. And yeah, we're gonna just go. Yeah. We'll get it to you. But, I mean, Odell kind of did that to start his NFL career. Like it's it's a little different now in Cleveland, but basically Odell was you know you you don't have to go out, but you can get a little bit of separation. That's all he needs. In different ways, though, I think Odell okay. was a better route runner still. And you okay, know, after okay. the catch, Odell was a freak of nature. The, right. Those slants Ridiculous. that they used to run in yeah. New York was just insane. I'll never the one against the Baltimore is the one I'll never forget. He had like two like sixty yard touchdowns against Baltimore one year. But yeah, I think Cleveland wins the draft as far as the North is concerned. Yeah, they had a really yeah. good draft. Where, really would the, where would you put the Steelers at number two? two? Probably a two. Yeah, I put the because the Ravens didn't really impress. I might put the Ravens at last, honestly, because at least the Bengals got. Bengals got a big time gameplay yeah, right. game changer in Jamar Chase at least. So they got the Ravens got who Rashad Bateman. It, yeah, which is okay. And All the right. Bengals got three offensive linemen in right. as well. So it's not like they completely ignored that. So yeah, I'd go Browns, Steelers, Bengals, Ravens as far as the draft grades. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm with it. I, I would put it the same exact way. 
Well, that's going to do it for us here on Steelers Standard. Thank you for listening to all of our draft coverage. It was a lot of fun coming in here and breaking it down for you fresh off the draft. For Jacob Brecht and Kellen Gursky, we'll talk to you on our next episode later this week on Steelers Standard. Thank you as always.